Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me today on the Divine Messages podcast. Today, I have with me a very special guest. She started off as a client and eventually became one of my Reiki students. And she is here to share her beautiful story of love, loss, and healing. So please help me welcome Marta to the podcast. Marta, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I am so excited that you're here with me today because your story is one that I've wanted to share for a very long time. It's one of those stories that have really just stuck with me for the last five years because I met you five years ago, right? Yes, exactly. And I wanted you to tell everybody how you actually found me and we'll let everybody know what happened in your very first reading. Yeah, so I had made an appointment about a month after I lost my husband and a friend of mine who was a client of, or who was a client of yours said to me, go to her, it'll blow your mind. And that's all she said. She's like, we'll talk after. Okay. And because she, she had seen you after her dad passed and had an incredible experience. And so I did make the appointment and the skeptic in me came mm-hmm. out and all I gave you was my first name. You had my phone number and that was, that was it. <laughs> right. That's usually all I, what I have, right. Is someone's first name and phone number. So, yeah. And so <laughs> I even Googled myself just to see <laughs> how much would come up if any of the names came up or anything. And I didn't even tell you who the friend was that gave me. I just said, you know, one of your clients referred me, even the way I dressed, I made sure it was super neutral. I had no jewelry on nothing. Like the skeptic in me was ready to go. That's awesome. (laughs) I love when people do that. And I came into your house and, um, you know, we said the hellos and everything. And then you said to me, I know why you're here. Your husband already came to me two days ago and he told me the story of how he passed away of the aneurysm and I was, I didn't know what to say. I was shocked. Like, I was like, uh-huh. Okay. And then Weird. I remember, yeah. yeah, we went into your, your room and you just, you started talking to me like you were my friend and you're like, I'm so sorry for your loss. And you knew all the details of already what had happened. And you even knew his name, which just blew my mind. And Aww. you had said that Max already came and talked to you and explained the situation. And, and he brought, you know, that he brought me here to see you. So it was surreal from the moment I opened the door, basically. Pretty much like threw it all at you. Like, and, you know, I always say to everybody, I really don't remember readings because I deleted all I work so many days per week and with so many people. And I find that it's just overwhelming for me. So as soon as a client leaves, I really delete it and it's gone and I have to go on to the next. And yours though, really did stick with me because he was so amazing. And I remember seeing him the two days prior and thinking, my gosh, this guy is just like, so excited to speak to his wife. Like, I know he wants to be here. He's going to, you know, tell you everything that he can possibly tell you and validate that he's still in existence. And I think that reading, which I don't remember all of the details and I do want you to share some of that today, but I do remember how specific he was and how he was really wanting you to, without a doubt, know that it was in fact him. Yes. And that was one of the things that I remember coming up that you said, well, he wants me to get very specific in the details because he wants to, you know, justify that it is really him, like prove to me because he knew my skeptical you are. (laughs) Yes. And that was because, you know, when 
years before when my dad had passed away, I had gone and and to a medium and it was a very negative experience. And it was just, you know, it had put me off the whole idea. And then you completely did a 180 on me right from the start. (laughs) And I think Max helped to do that, certainly. Oh, for sure. That was definitely not me. That was him who really wanted to connect with you. And, you know, when someone shows up, a spirit shows up a couple days before, or even the morning before I'm about to read for someone, I know that that is such a huge sign that they have something really important to relay, like messages that they really want to relay to someone that are crucial and to help them. And I love that he showed up two days before, because I do, you know, I know this is five years ago, but I remember him kind of hanging around me. And I remember at one point, it felt like my head was going to explode. And I sat there going, okay, this is not mine. I know this is not my, you know, head. I feel it's someone else. Like, who is this? And he just popped into my head and I saw him in my house and he started to tell me that he had had a brain aneurysm. And I'm like, oh, that would make sense. Cause I thought my head was going to just literally explode. So I found that really fascinating. Yeah. And I even remember during the start of the meeting, he like, when he came in, he let you feel that pain briefly. Cause I could see like that almost pain on your face, that anguish, like you felt it briefly again. And yeah, it was the whole experience was very surreal. I mean, it started off with you telling me about the trip we had just, we had just came back from Hawaii about a less than a week before everything happened and less than two weeks before he passed away and you had details of exactly the the scene and then the conversation that was said and I mean the only living person that had those details would be me and I never told them to anybody I so it was just crazy like the one conversation you described where we were you know sitting on top of our rented jeep in Hawaii at sunset and you basically quoted verbatim what Max had said to me. And I remembered that conversation and it was, I mean, you can't ignore that. You can't, you know, even if you had known about our trip to Hawaii, you can't make up those exact words that he said, because it was directly quoted him. And then it happened a second time when you described a conversation where him and I had the night that we were departing Hawaii and we were sitting on the beach. And again, you had described this again and you described and you said the words that he had said that night. So that was overwhelming. I remember sitting there crying for most of most of the uh, the appointment after that. And um, and again, because I was just like, I'm not going to I'm not going to validate this. I'm, I, you know, the skeptic in me is like, <laughs> don't nod. Don't give her any cues except the tears. But it's. <laughs> It is hard to, you know, ignore when somebody tells you exactly the words that were said because they were just so fresh in my mind. And then beyond that, you had shared things with me, such as one night when I was sitting at home, like after he had passed and I was watching the sappy romantic comedy and you even, you didn't know the title of the movie, but you said the one where it's a romantic comedy and the guy dies um, she's like, I think it was a brain, I think it was a brain tumor. And the movie was PS I love you. And you said you were wrapped up in that blue and gray hoodie and your blue blanket. And I'm like, were you outside my window? <laughs> like, this is really creepy. 
<laughs> so it's creepy, but yeah. And you were saying every time you put on that hoodie, he's hugging you. And every Aww. time why I wore that hoodie so much, it was his hoodie, three sizes too big for me, but I wore it all the time because it did feel like I was being hugged every time um, I put it on. And so it sort of validated my own feelings that I'm like, okay, I'm not crazy. He is around. He is there. Yeah. I felt him a lot while shortly after he passed, it was most intense. And then even the one I reread some of the notes before our podcast. And one of the notes that made me laugh was you told me it was okay that I hadn't washed my bed sheets. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I don't remember that. I'm sorry. I know, it's awful. And, uh, you know, to anyone listening, I am a clean person. I do wash my sheets on a regular <laughs> basis, but I didn't want to wash my bed sheets because that was It'll the last. Smell like him. If smell like him it felt like him and I just Aww. wasn't ready and the message he said was it's okay it's just our dirt wash them when you're ready oh my gosh <laughs> and those Incredible. are just the things where it just completely blew my mind like how specific you were and it was just conversations and things that you couldn't have known no and I remember at one point I do remember him taking me around your house because I'm like saying, okay, I think I'm in your living room, like in my mind's eye. I mean, I was like going f- like in a telepathic way to your home and he was walking around and he showed me, I, I do remember this because it's popping up right now, a ton of shoes or something like, was that right? Yes. That was yes. him, right? Okay. I thought so. He yes, was like, he look at all these shoes. shoes. And, you know, he was walking around and showing me like specific photographs and your bedroom and stuff and he just wanted to make it very clear that he was in your house still like he hadn't left you he's just gone from the physical world yes and then the other thing that you had said was that the cat could see him and you didn't know I had a cat or anything and you did say that the the cat could see him and and I remember again it sort of validated my own feelings because the cat would act odd or he would just like stare up or start like purring or like almost like somebody was sitting on the couch and he's rubbing up against them but nobody was there and (laughs) so it's behavior that he doesn't do anymore but at the time I was like is this just old habits but Mm -hmm. um so again that sort of validated those feelings that I was already feeling and things that there's you couldn't have possibly known and then the other thing that you also had said was I remember you started giggling and you said, oh, he really likes the soccer ball. And you're like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and that's when I told you, well, he didn't want, he wanted to be cremated, but he didn't want an, a typical uh, traditional urn. He wanted to literally be put in a soccer ball. Oh um, and gosh. that's what I did, which you was did. a very odd conversation at the funeral home, but they said right. they heard weirder. Okay. <laughs> that was his but- request. Yeah. yeah, that was his request. And you said you started laughing and said he's he's chuckling because he really loves the soccer ball. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. That is pretty neat. What I will say I do remember about him and his energy was he was really playful. And I remember I, I did laugh a few times during the reading because the way that he would come across was so not macho. That's maybe the, the wrong word, but he was like, look at my arms, you know, like I've always wore a tank top. And he's like, he was proud of his arms. And I remember saying that to you, didn't I? I was like, okay, he keeps showing me his arms and I don't know why. (laughs) He was very proud that they were very tanned after Hawaii. Oh, that's (laughs) what it was. Yes. And he had been working out before our trip. So 
That's so funny because that was something that he was like so proud of was his arms. And I thought, okay. So again, like these are the things that, you know, when I connect to the other side, they can be that specific. They can come in, give you things that nobody else would know because that's what makes everybody really think. I mean, there's lots of generic readings out there and stuff and people can say, oh, well, they really miss you or they know you're having a hard time. Like those, there's a lot of generic readings sometimes. And I find that what I love most about working with the other side is that I've been shown so many things that they want to validate, especially for the people that are skeptical, because it's like, look, if you're not going to believe this, we're going to try to make you believe that we're still here. We haven't left your side. Yeah. And, and it was crazy how the things that you said really lined up with the things that I was thinking about. Like I remember at the time it was, you know, I was having a really hard time going back to work with, you know, in between insomnia and, and just stress and a few other you know, physical ailments at the time. And you had said that, that he said, it's okay, go on some, take some leave, take the time off to heal. And even that it was, it, it did. And then I did end up taking that time and I took less than I thought I needed. And I, you know, got better and got stronger and I did go back to work. So it was exactly what I needed to heal or to hear. Yeah. And he knows, right. He came in to guide you. And that was one of the things that I do remember is that he didn't want you to feel like your, I mean, your whole world was literally ripped upside down and that was your future that you thought you had with him, but he didn't want you to think that that was the end because there Mm -hmm. was so much more for you. And I do remember you coming back for a few more readings after that and some Reiki as well, right? For healings. And every time he would just show up every single time. I was in your presence. He'd be like, here I am again. <laughs> I really want to talk to you. Yes. And even any group sessions that I've done with you, he's always, he's mm-hmm. popped up. Cause I remember sometimes you'd lean over and be like, there he is. <laughs> Cause he'd be trying to make you laugh. And yeah, and I he think, always tried to make me laugh. He's and I remember in one group session that we did, someone said, oh, I feel really light, happy energy. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about him, yeah. we were sharing an item and, So it is that, you know, he definitely comes across that way, even from the other side. And and then the other thing that blew my mind was at the very end of that first reading, Uh I said in my mind, I love you and I miss you so much. And, and I just said it in my head and you were like, and all of a sudden you stopped. And then you said to me, he loves you a lot and really misses you too. And I was like, okay lady get out of my head (laughs) like but it just made me tear up all all that much more because I really knew that I was talking to him he heard you you know and they and that's the beauty about the other side even if you don't say anything out loud they hear your thoughts even stuff like that to this day (laughs) blows me away and people will say to me all the time like how can you still be so blown away or amazed by this and I'm like because I've been doing this for so many years and I will never, ever, probably till the day I die, I will never, ever stop feeling that this is unbelievable. It's incredible that they're still alive in a different way and they can communicate. And it's just mind-blowing to me. Every single session is mind-blowing. It, oh, it completely is. Every time I've gone back and, and had more sessions, it's just new things that you say. And again, like things 
just that it was definitely something that Max had to tell you because nobody else knew about it. Even how when he was talking about, you know, being on the other side that, okay, he wasn't ready. He was, it shocked him that it was his time, but he now sees it was his time and, you know, that it's okay that I'm angry and frustrated with this, but that he's doing well on the other side. And that also the people that he connected with, and you had mentioned that he is spending a lot of time with his grandfather, his father's father, who he didn't know. And again, wow, no possible way to know something like that. But he, it's true, he never knew his paternal grandfather. Oh, and you got to have that time with him. Yeah, so it was interesting. And then it was even more interesting at, you know, near the end of the session when my dad popped in and I remember you saying, there's someone else here who would like to talk to you briefly, you, you know who he is. Um, he just didn't want to take over today because it was about you and Max. But, mm-hmm. and then you said, you know, your dad wants you to know, and then you conveyed that message. And again, at the time you had no idea my dad had already passed away or anything. And, and again, the message that you said about from him and the details you gave and even knowing you know details around his death and things like that and all that pain and struggle it was it just completely knocked me off my feet I was like wow (laughs) this is unreal like as if Max didn't validate it enough now my dad comes in and and say something I know you're super skeptical Marta so here's some more proof (laughs) so true and I really do find that with people that are skeptical their loved ones on the other side will give extra validation like such fine details so that they're never going to question it again and I think it's just beautiful and I also think what is so amazing is that they can really intervene and help us from the other side especially when we ask for help that's number one we have to ask for them to step in but there's other times where they're going to come to us through our intuition and our gut feelings and trying to guide us to make the best decisions and I know over the course of the years that you and I had, you know, worked with each other, you had come to me, I can't remember at what point, but for a session and Max jumped in again and was trying to guide you to make some good decisions about a particular relationship. Yes. So you opened my mind up to, from that first session saying, you know, he is always there. He is trying to guide you from the other side you had said to me. And very much so. I, you know, I was doing well for a while there. And then I kind of spiraled with the grief and just not knowing how to find myself in this new situation. And, you know, Max and I got married very young. I was 18 at the time. So we had been married for over 10 years. And it's very hard to all of a sudden be, you know, in your late 20s, not really knowing where the rest of your life is going when before that we had it all very clearly planned out. Yeah. And so I had definitely, you know, jumped into a relationship out of that loneliness and grief. And, you know, and that's a completely normal thing to do with people who are grieving and, and lose someone. And certainly it led to a lot of guilt on my hand. Right. And again, very normal from later from what I discovered after I, you know, dove into more of grief and the stages of it and everything and but it is part of that healing unfortunately I didn't quite make the right decision with who I chose to get involved with and it was right after I had discovered some infidelity with that individual Mm -hmm. and 
again, I, I didn't tell you about it. I just had made an appointment shortly after that had happened. And you just already knew because Max had told you sort of a high level of what had happened. And you, again, once again, validated what I had already been feeling that day. It was, you know, it, it was a morning we had gotten into an argument and the next morning I really hadn't slept too much and I'd gone over and I had a, a key to his house. And it was just something that morning that was telling me, get up and go, get up and go. Like mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't, I was like, no, this is ridiculous. Like I, it can wait. Um, I got to get to work. And it was really early in the morning too. And something was just guiding me, like pushing me out the door saying, get up and go. And I did end up going to this individual's house. And, and I even had forgotten, I, I had grabbed the wrong set of keys that didn't have the house key. So I couldn't let myself in. And I was going to go back home. But again, it was like, I had turned around and then something had turned me right back around to face the door Wow! and said, just go. And I did. And I discovered he was, had somebody, some, another woman there and was cheating. And Max was a big part of that. And that's what you had said that he had been guiding. And there were other details that you had gone into about things that, you know, in the months before that he was trying to help me and intervene and trying to make me see and trying to expose these lies that this individual, you know, was weaving and just this web of dishonesty and betrayal. And even when you, you didn't know the individual, but you had um, said that, oh, you had used the word energy vampire mm-hmm. and completely describes this person like it because I felt at that point depleted mm-hmm. like all that energy I was trying to you know use to build up my life and rebuild and and find myself it was just going completely into this person because he has a narcissistic personality disorder and is quite troubled in that way and I didn't see it at the time and the person in me that wants to help everybody and see the best be there yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that kind of took over. But you had told me that you're not there to fix him. It's mm-hmm. not your responsibility. You And then you started telling me that I keep taking on other people's energies. And that was very true. You know, I do remember all of that. And I remember at one point, I think it was maybe around when you came to take the Reiki class with me. And I remember standing in my kitchen and sharing a little bit about my past with you so that because I can't tell you what to do as a psychic or as a medium like this is your job all I can do through your spirit guides is to guide you to make the best choices so I remember not telling you what to do but sharing my own past in an abusive relationship I had said to you something along the lines of like look I get it you know I did go back multiple times and I it took me a few times, like four times to be able to finally just walk away and know what I deserved. You know, I remember saying that to you, but I don't think you actually let it sink in until you hadn't. And that's okay. (laughs) Cause again, I, like I said to you, I'm not telling you this to judge you or anything. I'm saying I'm the one who's actually gone back so many times. And I think ultimately it comes down to someone like, you know, yourself, like recognizing your worth. And we have to go through these little hiccups and bumps and, you know, poor choices and things like that in order to get to where we need to be. And it's all part of the bigger plan and the journey. And I'm just really proud of, you know, where you are today, because you have come so far. And I believe that, you know, a lot of this has to do with Max really trying to guide you from the other side and push you in the right direction and help you make these good choices and to open your eyes too. Oh, he 
certainly has like there'd be right before that it was the Reiki training that I came for and it was that December when I had right after I found out what was happening and I came to you for the session you had said be careful of the web he weaves because he's going to try and pull you back in and he's going to try very hard and that's all you said was just be careful and lo and behold, we fast forward two months and that is exactly what he did. And he used different manipulative tactics to, you know, pull me back in. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure there's many women out there who are like, I don't understand. I'm a strong, successful, independent woman. Like, how did I get bamboozled and sucked in? And, you know, that was the question that I asked myself. And even, you know, my sister and friends of mine had asked, like, you're such a strong person. You had such a strong, healthy marriage. You're like, very successful in life. How did you get so manipulated by this guy? Yeah. And I couldn't believe it at the time. And that's why you were the first person that I had told that, oh, I started seeing him again. Mm-hmm. And it was that it was in your kitchen and you said, no judgment. I've been there. And you just said, you know, just be careful. And then you did give me some more friendly advice at the time. And, and, and you did mention that we repeat the cycle until we learn the lesson. Very true. And that came up in a lot of my readings as well. And it's so true because I did go back. I did repeat the cycle. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you know, it, it had resulted in me actually getting pregnant, total Mm -hmm. oopsie and a big, big surprise. But um, (laughs) then, you know, fast forward a few months down the line after, you know, I thought we were fine and promises were made and, you know, and. Uh, plans for the future and commitments and all that and fast forward a few months and we're right back there in that same cycle just a year later that I had found out while I was almost eight months pregnant that he was having another affair Mm, gosh so and then that was the point where I did finally listen and finally understood the term when you use the word abuser and Mm -hmm. I didn't at the time I said well no I'm not I'm not abused. I'm not, he's not doing anything. He's not hurting me physically or anything. But when you really look at the term and after when I went into, you know, some counseling and everything and some of the great resources that we're lucky to have with the healthcare system that we have that are there for especially new moms, they did help me see that it was an an emotionally abusive relationship is still an abusive relationship. Yeah. And you still need to heal from that. And one of the other things that came out was, that you had said to me that this might be harder for you to heal from than even grief. And while I was in counseling, I had been told by the counselor and they say that betrayal is actually a harder thing to process than grief because grief is out of your control. Betrayal, we see it as in our control. Right. That's very true. And I hope everybody out here, you know, today listening, if they're stuck in a relationship that they're just feeling maybe trapped or, haven't opened their eyes completely yet, not to beat yourself up over it, because I think it does take a lot to recognize your worth. And it takes these unfortunate mistakes and learning until you're ready to open your eyes. And when you do, it is the greatest gift that you could give yourself is to just, you know, pray to have the guidance to have your eyes opened. And once you recognize your worth, you'll never go back. Yes, exactly. You do have that, you know, phoenix rising from the ashes moment where and you always said to me, you know, turn inward, you have such strong intuition, you have the guidance. And you know, I had gotten some of my 
Reiki certification. And he said, you know, use the Reiki, let them help you heal. And so I did take the time to really focus on that. And you were great reminder of it. And I came in for Reiki sessions, which were so healing. And I remember coming in for one with my little guy. He was just a, my God, I, he was so little. A month or two old. He yeah. Cause tiny, tiny little butt on the laying with me on the table. Cause I had said, you know, I can't, I can't leave him, but I really want to come in for Reiki. And you were so encouraging. You said, bring him. I'd love oh my God, to I love him. kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pre-COVID, we were allowed to. That's right. We were allowed to be together in the room. <laughs> and oh my God, he was just, you know, I remember you laying down on the table and he was just such a bright little light. And he was just absolutely calm and mesmerized by the healing. Like he was just incredible. Like his face, he was like, he looked so peaceful, like a little old man who was just in his element. And it was so weird because he's such an active baby. Like he was always full of energy, very lots of movement. He hated being swaddled. And I remember he just cuddled in and just (laughs) laid there for the entire time, which was mind blowing to me. I said, you know, what is happening to my kid? And can you come home with me? (laughs) (laughs) I do. I remember his little face. He just, he was just absorbing it all. And I actually think I might have said to you at one time that maybe it was the first reading or the second reading, something about what Max had said about you having a child. I'm pretty sure he told you that you were going to. Yes, it was the first reading. And you even had said, I know you don't want to hear this right now, but Max really wants me to tell you. And then you had said that, you know, I will eventually have a family. I will have a baby. I will have a family. And at the time I was just like, nope, I'm closed off to this. I'm not even listening. But you had said that and you had said that Max will be a big part of my son and the, and all you said was you'll know when when your son arrives you'll know what? how wow and yeah that was the notes that i had written cuz i had journaled right after our session and yeah and it's funny cuz you had said this the same thing when you met uh, my son was how much he reminded you of max and <laughs> the countless people that had said that to you know to me or my mom or my other family members everyone's said you know you know i, I don't want to say anything out of line but do you also see how much he looks like Max and just that energy and that wow. lightness? It's completely true. He really does have this bright, carefree kind of attitude as a little child. He just has a really big aura and he really does remind me of Max. Like it's just that same kind of kind energy. And yes, every time I did speak with Max and he would show up, he always made sure to make me laugh. He was just (laughs) that guy, you know, and obviously I've never met him in real life, but every time I have channeled him, I'm like, oh, there you are. Hi. You know, like you're just (laughs) so comforting and sweet and, and I could totally see that in your little guy. Yeah. And, and he was, you know, Max did say something that he'd be part of that my healing and moving on to the next phase. And it was very true. That was after becoming a mom and him making me laugh. I finally was able to say, I do deserve this. I am happy to be alive. And I let go of the pain and the guilt that I felt for moving on too quickly, because for the longest time, I had thought that I deserved the the pain that was done to me because I had moved on too quickly and that I hadn't grieved Max long enough. And I remember one of the sessions, he was almost like getting very intense and like, you can't think like that. 
and put yourself in my shoes if the situation was reversed and he got very like the message came across very clear that he was saying you have to stop thinking like that I am not mad I'm happy and I just want you to be happy in all honesty you would want that for him as well right if the roles were reversed you would want him to be finding someone else and you wouldn't want him to be alone and I remember thinking that same thing that's what he wants for you is to yes I understand you know grieving and stuff but he was going to send you I knew a long time ago that he would send you the right person when it was time when you went through the healing when you went through all of the really terrible lessons as well I knew that eventually you would be ready. And when you were ready, that he would bring a person to you, you know, upon angels wings, like magically. Mm -hmm. And that is actually what happened to you about a year ago, right? Completely. Yes. A little over a year ago, I met my current partner and he has just turned everything around. You know, the, there was a quote I once read that there will come a person that will hug you so tight that they'll put all the broken pieces back together. And that's really, I know I love that quote too. And that's totally what my partner did. And he, you know, he treats my son like he's his own flesh and blood and they have an amazing relationship. And that was something that did come up, not the first session, but several sessions after where you, you had said that Max is going to bring somebody to me. But, mm-hmm. but you had said this about my previous partner. It's not this guy. Oh, Definitely not this guy. <laughs> you said- I'm he, pretty blunt. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And this was after, you know, things had transpired that weren't exactly positive. So it was fair to say you said that wasn't the guy, but he does have somebody for you when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And it was true. Yeah. And it was a hundred percent true. And, and it was, you know, even just the way we, my partner ended up together, it was one of those defying the odds and out of nowhere and you know chances were against us but we did come together and found each other and you know now we have started to build this little family of ours and it might not be a traditional or conventional family but it's still full of love and you know and through it you've helped me stay true to that path and that intuition and you know be it when I've talked to you about you know when I started dating even And you said, always listen to your intuition. And I remember dating somebody after I was trying to get back into the scene. um, And you had said, you didn't warn me, but I had asked you about this person. And all you said was, why do you feel the need to ask me? Mm. And that should tell you something. And it 100% did because that person ended up being not the right person for me. And then when I did meet my current partner, I didn't feel that need. I didn't feel the need to be like, Hey, Karina, what do you think of this guy? (laughs) No, exactly. I just saw a picture of you together on Facebook and I was like, oh my God, she did meet the right person. (laughs) And that's right. Cause you didn't need that when, you know, if someone were to come to me and say, Hey, Karina, what do you think right there? That tells me that they're not trusting enough of that person because something feels off. And that's why, you know, I always push our intuition. I always talk about it. I say, go with your gut feeling. Your gut feelings are never ever wrong. And yeah, you're right. You didn't even tell me at all that you guys were dating or whatever, that you met somebody because you knew in your heart that it was right. You didn't need to be like checking in because if you check in, that means you're questioning and you didn't question this person and look where you are today. And I'm just so happy for you guys. (laughs) So happy for you guys. (laughs) And we're, we're too, definitely. I mean, it's, 
it is crazy how it everything unfolds and even those when you really do trust your intuition and you had said it to me so many times during you know reiki training or other sessions and and teachings that i've done with you and you had always said you know you you know this you it's in you just listen and when i do slow down and listen and you know even we had talked about this where before you started the podcast where i had told you about the youtube video where one night i had a bit of insomnia and I had Googled and your YouTube anxiety video had come up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I had listened to your voice and it was so soothing and calming. And it definitely like took me down from the RPMs that I was at. (laughs) And you really helped me sleep that night. And that was something we had talked about where I said, you know, you should really do more videos or podcasts or something. And here here we we are are. today. And I'm so grateful for that message because, you know, when I look back, I guess in hindsight, I mean, that does make sense to me because you came to me for a session right after. Yeah. And I was remember sitting there in my healing room and going, my voice calmed you down because I hate <laughs> yes. my voice. Right. So I thought, really, are you sure? That's and what you said, you said, ew, really? <laughs> I did. I'm sorry, but I did. I was like, really? Like, are you sure? And you know, I've since deleted those videos and I don't, I think it was because I really hated the sound of my own voice. And here I am, you know, I was guided to do this podcast a year ago because I do remember you saying that, that it really helped you. And I thought, well, if this is what spirit wants me to do, I'm going to have to push past my insecurities about, you know, all of this and just go for it and try to do my best to help as many people as I can. And here I am doing this and having you on here, even doing this with me. I think it's just incredible. It's like a little full circle, right? <laughs> I love it that. It is. It broke me out of my shell. I've, you know, I've been sitting on this for a while now. <laughs> I know. And I was like, well, she'll come to me when she's ready. Cause let me just tell everybody, I did approach you, I think probably about two months ago. And I said, look, I think that a lot of people really need to hear your story. And I said, if you're you know, willing to share it with everybody, let me know. And we did try to connect a few times. And then I knew that you just weren't ready. And I said, well, she'll come when she's supposed to. And this story will be shared, but in divine timing. And then, you know, you, you messaged me, I think it was last week and said, yeah, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm good to go. Let's get this out there because a lot of people need to hear it. And I think it's going to help not only just others, you know, realize that spirits alive out there and and they can help, but also for the women out there that have gotten stuck in a relationship that they just aren't sure about, or they feel that they can't get out or they don't deserve to actually be loved the way they should be. And it is very hard. And you realize that, you know, you get so wrapped up in everyday life and you stop taking care of yourself and you stop doing what's right for you, even though you know that message all the time. And I, like I told you recently, I finally, you know, did that look in the front of the mirror and say, you deserve this. You deserve happiness. You deserve all the things that you're so grateful for. And it was the hardest thing I have had to do. And it was the hardest thing to, you know, walk up and say, also, I forgive you for all of the you know, mistakes and wrong terms that I've made in the last five years, they needed to happen because now, and why I was ready to do this podcast was a a little over a month ago, it was the fifth anniversary of Max's passing. And Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like that chapter, I can finally close it and move on to beautiful things that you've told me about. Cause I remember one session you 
lit up and it must have been after I had gotten done my Reiki training because after my Reiki training, I started to be able to see this almost this light or glow whenever you did a session with me. And it was just the craziest thing. I, I didn't see it before. You know, I always saw the little, the little things like, you know, how your eyes go back and forth or things like that. But this, it almost was like, I could see the glow and the energy in the room. Yeah. And you had one time, like you just lit up and you said, you have so many great things ahead of you. You have this incredible life. And you said, I can see it. I'm not supposed to tell you, but I can just see all these amazing things that you're going to do. Yeah. And it was before even my son was born and it's crazy because it completely has come true. And I've been able to happen. Yeah. And close that sort of chapter and move past what, you know, happened in the last five years because it got to me to where I am. And you just have to forgive yourself and say, this needed to happen. I needed to learn the lesson because I'm not redoing this cycle again. I'm done. (laughs) You definitely learned. And I think you are so in your element right now. You are on the right path. You are exactly where you're supposed to be finally. And that is so beautiful to see. And I'm just so happy for you. Thank you. And I think it's, you know, the people who your listeners, if I really see the, just the messages that you send in your podcast, they've helped me so much. And, you know, since you started it, I've been listening and and re-listening sometimes. And it's really kept me on that spiritual path that I need to be and that I always wanted to be but got you know distracted or, or waved by other things and and you know being a mom it's busy with a little one and but when I really do focus on that and kind of take the time to you know listen to your podcast and then make sure I'm doing all the other spiritual practices or practicing Reiki you kind of help me through those podcasts stay on that track and And that's really amplified my intuition and the messages that I'm getting and, you know, and the things that have fallen into place, be it, you know, how good co-parenting is going now, how good my relationship is going now, how good things are on the career front. It's all fallen into place since I've been able to say, okay, I am going to follow that path. And you're right. I am going to listen to spirit and let the universe take the reins. I love that so much. I really do. I want to thank you on behalf of all your listeners that maybe don't get to say it, but I think, you know, what the work that you're doing, it's impacting so many lives and the messages that you're sending and the people that you're empowering and, you know, women, especially who might be in tough situations in their lives. Like I was where you're down and it's dark and you don't know what's, you know, where to go and what way is up. And you were one of those helping hands that really pulled me out of it. And I think that's amazing. And I really hope that the listeners do have that same experience. And, you know, the people that can reach out to you and connect with you one-on-one, it's life-changing. It definitely helped me heal and change my life around. (laughs) I'm so, I'm so, so glad to be a part of this journey with you because this is why I do what I do. Helping other people just is the greatest thing in my entire universe. I love helping people so much. So and it shows and anyone, you know, who's known you personally and, and has been lucky enough to meet you in person, it definitely shows your energy and how much, you know, you're always there. Even when I've messaged you or anything, you're always there to help and you're always there to give advice and support. And that's incredible. And we just need that in the world so much right now. So thank you for doing what you're doing. <laughs> And Thank don't you. stop. I'll try not to. I'll try not to. This is like my my life purpose. And <laughs> I am finally 
listening as well and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So I want to leave you all with this today. It truly is amazing what our loved ones can do from the other side. Not only can they give us signs to let us know that they're there, they can also help to give us warnings and red flags to guide us to make the best choices for our lives. Our job is to pay attention to our gut feelings as our intuition is the greatest gift that we can receive from the other side. Thank you all so much for joining us today on the Divine Messages podcast. And Marta, thank you so much for sharing your story with us all. Thank you for having me. Please bear in mind that the perspectives and opinions represented in this podcast are based solely on the Divine Messages interpretations. We can in no way be held responsible for the actions of our followers.